0: Good. I just popped a fresh cold beer in front of the mic right before, or right as we started, so hopefully that'll be a, the audience will be, oh, great vibes on today's episode. A little heard the top hit the ground. Oh, I'm just regular Bud Light. I have one more Bud Light Orange left from Sunday football, and uh, I was like, eh, I don't want to tease myself with just one Bud Light Orange, you know what I mean? Like, if I want to drink Bud Light Orange, I want at least four or five, because Bud Light... Uh, all right. First of all, we're we listen. That is that that has pissed me off officially. Bud Light Orange is the greatest Bud Light flavor of anything there is. It's the best, better than Bud Light. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but for Bud Light lovers, it's you know I'm I'm a Bud Light guy. You know me. Bud Light Orange, dude. Waldo used to drink Bud Light Orange. Well, I mean, that kid drinks everything, but he used to drink Bud Light Orange like no tomorrow, dude. Not good PR for Bud Light Orange. <laughs> I'm not really helping my case here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, you're right. I'll have to write up I'll write up a review for next week's episode on Bud Light Orange because There's so many things I could say about it, but I don't want to go on a tangent because I could talk forever. Ooh. Probably on a lake. Yeah, that is pretty whack. You sent me a picture of them and I was like, oh, they're like little tiny nub guys. And then you were like, nope. Right.
1: Yeah, that's just bad design.
0: dude isn't that the worst when you like you're you're you're, like in the (laughs) store. no dude honestly there's got to be some like alternative that scientists create in the near future where we just completely get paper out of our lives why are we still cutting down trees to read shit and like do shit with other than like wood you know what i mean why are we still using papers i guess my point like there's there's literally like old heads are going to hate this, but there is no need to use paper anymore.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. But think about this, like if schools going like completely no paper, like Buying an iPad and, or buying like one order of like say there's 500 students in a school so they buy 500 iPads. I'm sure they'll buy more just for like backup in case they break because they will eventually. But that would save so much money in the long run instead of just paying for paper a year after year after year after year. And you're killing our planet. Right? Like you, you only buy one iPad for every seven or eight years of use you can get out of it instead of paying shit ton of money for paper that's going to get used once and thrown out that we just chopped down a tree for. Like, there's no need for it anymore. Like, I get, like, maybe, like, schools that don't have high budgets like that that won't have access to it, but change the law or something. I don't know. Yeah, or just be like, all right, let's just, uh...
1: Right,
0: Dude it's like a golf course Like with a golf cart contract Right Apple or something I'm sure they would do it They have enough money Yeah look we just solved like half of climate change <laughs> we'll, start, we'll be we'll be figuring out the second half on next week's episode. So stay tuned. <laughs> uh, next week's episode, we're taking down wildfires. I mean, we can't, uh, no. I think that's kind of what they're doing with helicopters and shit. <laughs> A really big tarp. <laughs> What's the tarp made out of? Alright, it's not gonna hold all that water and not break. <laughs> he said this tarp's built different. <laughs> Good tarp. <laughs> Good tarp. Um, no, I think we just need to induce a mass tsunami and wipe out half of population. And be like, alright, no more wildfires now. 350 million people died, but like, There's no fires. Dude, this is kind of right, and it's not as suspicious. Next country. (laughs) yeah no dude that's actually not a bad idea just like well the government's like apparently can create weather now i read an article about that the other day and it was like yeah it's like a thing which is kind of scary but also like maybe that's a good thing because now we can control like our planet like the the perfect amount of climate that our planet needs like fight hurricanes and shit Just, like, switch the humidity or however hurricanes work. <sighs> dude, we're just out here solving the world's problems today. <laughs> I love it. Think there's got to be a way. Yeah. Just, just do an, just, bl- blow, I, Bro, I don't understand tornadoes. Like, you see a tornado coming at you, dude? Just yeah, grab a leaf blower. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> Put your fan out your window. You'll be good. <laughs> Window units are for a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's OG. Yeah. Um. Weekend update. So Friday night, uh, just watched, hung out, watched the Yanks game. Didn't do much. Um, Saturday, Emery and I played golf. It was just him and I because Jake was in Georgia. And, like, a bunch of the other guys from our group were, like, unavailable. And we, dude, we play the same courses, like, pretty much every week. We're either at Myrtlewood or Myrtle Beach National. And, like, every four or five rounds, we'll go to, like, some random spot. But, like, Austin and I were just, like, didn't want to play Myrtle Beach National. So, we played River Oaks, which is the course that he lives on. I think you've played there before. It's the one with the bridges, like, over the road. Um, Yeah, so we played there. My drive, dude. Yeah, and it was, like, nice because it was something different. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I have been used to playing the same 36 holes for weeks now. Like, it's nice to just get out here. And Plus, it was just him and I, so we weren't taking anything too serious. Like, just kind of, like, relaxing. Um, the first hole is the hole that he lives on. So, when we got to the green, Jess ran out the uh, Beats Pill speaker for us. And we got out there, like, super early at, like, 7.20. So, we were pretty much the only ones out there. So, we were just hanging out, playing some golf. My drives were crazy, dude. I was hitting the ball, like, within 30 yards of the green on par four. But every other aspect of my game was trash. I ended up shooting a 101 or 102. So, yeah, not great, but it was just a chill round. Had some fun. Um, after that, we went... I came home, hung out for a few hours, and then me, Maggie, MK, Jess, um fucking, there were a bunch of, uh, but yeah, yeah. Joe and Alex, (laughs) Joe and Alex were like in town. So like we all went to the Pelicans game and um, Abby was there. I think that was it. But we went to the Pelicans game and just started drinking at happy hour and kept drinking at the Pelicans game. And then I was so beat after the game, dude, just from like playing golf all day and then drinking early and eating a bunch of food and sitting at the baseball game. But everybody wanted to go to Broadway, so, and just drove us, so I was like, not gonna make Jess bring me home just for everyone to go back out across the street. So we went over to Broadway and sat at Fats, had a drink, and then went next door to, uh, fucking dueling pianos, Croc Rocks. And I, dude, <laughs> I know. And even, uh, Alex was like, because I was like pretty, I was like not in a bad mood, I was just so tired where I wasn't being like that social, so I was like, I just want to go home and sleep, like I'm so tired, yeah, pretty, pretty much, dude, so Alex was like, are you okay, and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm just like super tired, and we're here at the same bar like every week, so I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know, I'm just like ready for bed, and she was like, yeah, I can see that, like being here at the same spot every week, and I'm like, yeah, like, Last time I was here, I was kind of feeling the same, so I'm just, like, kind of sick of this place at this point. Like, I'd be down to go somewhere else and, like, explore some new bar, but, like, we just go to the same spot every week. Especially at Broadway. Like, when we're at Broadway, like, that's really the only place that's always popping on a Saturday night is Crocs. But, like, I don't know. I just get sick of it after a while, dude. Yeah, and the dudes play the same songs every fucking week. It's like, all right, I heard the national anthem last week. I was like, dude, get... Switch it up. Play a little, like, Kurt Cobain or something, bro. They never do any of that, like... Black hole, Sun." won't you come?
1: <coughs> yeah.
0: Oh, dude, I've been looking at Croc Rocks wrong the whole time. I got to start going in there and just slipping them like, I'll do it like once every time I'm there, but like 25 $30. So it's like a good tip to play a song that not anybody knows and just like see the reaction of everybody and be like, what the fuck is this corn bullshit? Yeah, but like if they're not, yeah, but if it's not a song that they know, they're still going to like, or don't play a lot, like $25 is going to guarantee that they'll play it. How do they do they need to know like like what if I give a song that they don't know, but I I gave them like ten bucks? Yeah, but like if you don't know the song, like it's gonna be hard to sing. (laughs) Um but anyway. Yeah, they just, like, have their ear pods in the whole time while they're singing another song, but also listening to the next song that they want to learn how to play. Oh, yeah, like, this guy's more of our rock and roll guy. This guy's our country guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they just like, thanks for the tip, don't know that song, though. (laughs) Nah. Um... But yeah, then we went, I went home after that, and just immediately fell asleep, like, I was so tired. Then we woke up, and everybody came here for football. Jess made these fucking buffalo chicken nachos, dude, but instead of chips, it was potato skins. Dude. Spit on my face and call me Tootsie, because that shit was, that was, like, the best nachos I've ever had, bro. I'm not even capping, like, they were so good. Oh, Mac! Down goes Mac. Down goes Frasia. Dude, you got ghosts in your basement? That's fine. <laughs> they're gonna miss you, pal. <laughs> but, uh... She said, three three more weeks and I'm out. What if they follow you? What if they're like, oh, I'm going to this new kid's new crib. See what's hollering over there. Maybe, yeah. Um, but, and after that, we just watched football and hung out, and it was a great, great chilling end to this weekend. I had some serious Monday scaries, Sunday scaries, like, it got like 8 o'clock, I was watching the night game, and I was just like, oh, man, this weekend went by too fast, way too fast, and then the week is just like, yep, I'm going to be six months long. That's solid. That's pretty solid. The trick is doing that on back-to-back nines. If you can save those four strokes from a 46 to a 50, your score is going to look immaculate.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, is that you were telling us last week? Dude, anything that has festival on it is going to be fun. Like, I'm pretty much, like, dude, I used to go to, like, the garlic festival. We straight up had a garlic festival where it was just, like, a giant festival and vendors that sold, like, garlic and honey and stuff like that. And I loved it, dude. It was so much fun. We went every year. Oh, really? Dude, festivals in the fall time just hit so different, dude. Like when it's just like a hot, like a Halloween fall vibe, and you're just like walking the streets, like hitting food vendors and looking at a bunch of cool, random shit, and just chilling. Like there's nothing better. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, is that what you were drinking on Xbox the other night? That Shandy? Oh, you must have sent me a pic or something of it, because I remember you telling me about that, and I was like, damn, that sounds so delicious. Tight. I'm a huge hater of Cracker Barrel. I, yeah, their food has never been like, Oh, this is this is impressive. Honey. Really? That actually sounds like a like a good combo. Is that like a thing, or did you just try it? Okay, Cause they did they like give you honey with your fried chicken?
1: Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's always a nice Sunday, dude. Yeah. Once a week, you don't have to be up on your shit. That's dope. Chilling, fucking killing like Bob Dylan the villain. bottles on deck. Dude, I, uh, was, I was never, like, a big bottle guy until I moved home. My dad was, like, dude, like, I just, like, just start drinking bottles and you'll be a changed man. I was like, nah, like, I was just fresh out of college, so I was like, nah, dude, like, cans are the way to go, like, they're cheaper, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nah, just start drinking bottles. So, like, we would split, like, a 24-pack of, like, whatever, like, random light beer. Like, we went on a big Miller High Life kick for a while and drinking out of a bottle, like, beer-wise, just, it's just, that so much better than drinking out of a can, dude. Don't know why, don't know the science behind it, it's just, like, I don't know if it's even just, like, a... Yeah, it really is, dude. Like, with everything, too. Like, a bottle of soda. Like, have you ever had just, like, a regular, like, a glass bottle of Coca-Cola? It tastes so much better in that. I don't know why. With the real cocaine. Other than... Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, uh... That's, like, a. significantly better yeah i don't even really i don't drink regular flavored mountain dew now like i'll get a baja blast or like if i go to bojangles i'll get their summer shock which i think is might be my favorite mountain dew flavor like i think it's better than baja blast they just it's just hard to get because they only sell it at bojangles but um dude regular flavored mountain dew just doesn't hit anymore like that shit like i i take one sip of it and i'm like this is gross dude Like, I'll drink it out of a fountain, but, like, out of a can is so mid. I don't know how I used to drink that shit, like, on the daily. I know, dude. No, I would say more than a 12-pack a week. I could, I used to drink a 12-pack of Mountain Dew when I was, like, 14, 15, playing COD in, like, one 12-hour sitting of just playing video games. Yeah, I would get home from school on Friday. Dude, I would get home from school on Friday and, like, if me and none of my friends were doing anything except playing video games and I didn't have any, like, sports plans or anything to do, I would literally get on my Xbox on Friday at, like, 6 p.m. And I would literally play until, like, 6, 7 a.m., sleep for three hours, wake up, and then play from, like, 11 to 12 until, like, late that night again. It was disgusting. I don't know how I did it. And it would just be, like, straight, like, dude, it would be straight 12-hour rips of, like, the same game. Like, we'd play Halo 3 for, like, 12 hours at a rip. Or, like, Zombies for, like, 12 hours at a rip. Now I play, like, five or six games of pro clubs, and I'm just like, this game makes me want to kill myself. You're right. Is that how you speak to your goal scorer? <laughs> Obviously. Weekends were dope. They will continue to be dope. I was gonna say we should get a drop for like this this segment of the podcast. Just just random shit. <laughs> All right. So it depends on the situation for me. Like if I'm just like grabbing a pop tart to go out the door, like I'll just eat open the wrapper and eat it like that. But if I'm like waking up on a Saturday. No, I'm not a psychopath, dude. Is that what you do? Yeah, no, I open the wrapper, I eat one, then I eat the other. (laughs) I'm not sandwiching that shit, like, throwing lettuce and cheese and tomato in the middle, like. (laughs) (laughs) But... Oh no, I'm I'm sure I'm sure some people definitely do that, but that's psychopath energy. Just eat one, enjoy it, eat the nut, eat the other one, enjoy it, and move on with your day. That is That is a sad life to live, dude. You don't eat for enjoyment. I only eat for enjoyment. Just crushes it up in his hands and throws it down his throat. (laughs) Um, The best way to eat a Pop-Tart, though, if I'm waking up on, like, Saturday morning and I'm trying to watch some Premier League and I'm just like, oh, let me get a Pop-Tart, I will delicately open the package and whisper to it, you beautiful son of a bitch. I will caress both Pop-Tarts and take them separately. Drop them in the toaster, press the down button, and you wait approximately 7 to 11 seconds. You press the thing, they doink up, you spread them out on a plate, throw a little butter on top, <laughs> you gotta you gotta yoink them out, yoink! <laughs> if you're not yoinking Pod Tarts, what are you doing? <laughs> we should create that. And you just yoink them? (laughs) Yeah, or like a fork or something. (laughs) Yeah, dude, the toaster yoinkers are a game changer, honestly. Because the amount of times I've burnt my hands trying to pull like a stuck egg, a waffle, or like a... Toaster strudel. Toaster strudels are the worst, because if they fall over on their side, they're deep in that motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? I used to be. Dude, I used to, when I lived with Doobie, I would eat Goober sandwiches. Have you seen that? You know what Goober is? No, those are Uncrustables. I was also big on those. But Goober is... Nah, Goober is like the jar of peanut butter and jelly mixed together, where it's like a swirl. So I would just take that, dude, throw, like, toast two pieces of bread. Actually, I was a high guy, so I would do four pieces of toast, and then make, like, a double-layered Goober sandwich. I would eat, like, two or three of them a day, dude. Oh, yeah, dude, I don't eat PB&J if it's not toasted. Like, it's just not worth it at that point for me. I'm just like, ah, I'm either hungry for a PB&J on toast or I'm just going to eat something else. <laughs> oh, you like, oh, I was going to say that my meal for that is like mac and cheese. But like, we're on two different time time frames here. You're like 15 seconds in and out the kitchen. I'm like, all right, I got 10, 15 minutes to make something. Let me make some mac and cheese. No, nah, if I'm going for something for time efficiency, I'm doing like a microwave thing. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Instead of eating nothing. That's my issue, dude. I'm just like, ah, like... I'm not gonna eat a whole meal, but I could eat... Nah, I'll just wait till my next meal. Like, I do that shit so often. And it's probably not too healthy. I mean, yeah. Compared to history, but I feel like that's just because of, like... Your, like... There's more opportunity to eat now. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, that's facts.
0: After I yank my pop tart out of the toaster. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to just start walking up to random people on the street and be like, "Yo, so what do you do after you yoink your pop tart out the toaster?" <laughs> They're going to be like, "What the fuck?" Um, I take small, very, very thin slices of butter, and I just caress the top of that bitch, no matter the flavor of Pop-Tart. On the icing side, if there's no icing, well, there usually is, because I'm usually eating the unhealthiest version of pop If I'm eating Pop-Tarts, I'm balling out. I'm getting, like, the Hot Fudge Sundae Pop-Tarts. Isn't the... Oh, no, Strawberry Frosted. That makes sense. Strawberry? That's, I mean, that's just a Fig Newton at that point. Yeah, and I'm not eating an off-brand Pop-Tart. I'm down bad if I'm eating Pop-Tarts, let alone... Yeah, no, mine too, but, like... Yeah, they're terrible. It's like eating cardboard. I'm not a big... I'm not a big, like... Fig Newton bar, like, if I'm eating, like, a even a protein bar, it has to be, like, the chocolatiest, like, the del- most delicious. Yeah, see, that just doesn't sound appetizing to me. Like, that's my last resort if I'm starving and need something. I need to, like, rewire my brain to start thinking like that, dude. Because I'm like, ah, this fucking Red Bull and bag of nerd clusters will get me through. That's all I've eaten today. <laughs> it does, but it's terrible for you. Um, But after I yoink, all right, so I yoink my Pop-Tarts, I spread them with butter, and then you got to get after it immediately, dude. You can't let them bitches get cold. Once you, well, maybe wait for the butter to get a little, like you know, melted. But I don't use a lot to even have like a stick, like a thing of butter on it. It's usually just a nice little taper, and then I'll enjoy my pop tart. Really?
1: Oh, dude, it's it's great.
0: Ew, you eat the crust around? Dude, that's almost worse than double sandwiches, that bitch. The crust, the crust is the worst part, bro. I'm trying to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I'm not even gonna eat it. Most of the time, I usually have, like, one piece of crust, like, left, and I'm like, I'm not gonna eat that and just throw it away. Like, if there's crust and nothing else, dude, it's not even crust, it's cardboard, bro. It's not going to do anything for me. I told you, I eat to enjoy. I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, it's there. Might as well eat it. No, it's going to taste like shit. I'm just going to throw it out. I mean, I am too, for the most part. But when it comes to Pop Tarts, I don't really give a fuck. Like, if I have a plate of chicken nuggets and fries, right? And I get through like 15 chicken nuggets and I have two or three more. But if I, yeah, if I have two or three more or fries left and I'm like, Well, those chicken nuggets are good. They're gonna taste good no matter what, so I might as well finish them. But if I have like a piece of a crust of a pop tart, I'm like, dude, this is just fucking cardboard. Get out, get out of my face. Right? (laughs) You're definitely not doing it right. (laughs) The crust. Right, that's how I eat them. I usually start from the corner and then work my way. Here's here's another another question on top of that regard, regarding how you consume snacks. Do you ever eat Doritos? Like, do you ever eat chips and, like, do you always fit it, put all the chips in once? Like, you don't take a bite of a chip and then finish your chip? Have you ever seen someone do that? Like, if someone has a Dorito in their hand and they take half of it in one bite and then another half in the second bite... Like, I don't know why. I mean, I guess in, like, certain scenarios, but I'm never, like... If I look at a Dorito, I'm like, that's gonna fuck up my mouth if I eat it all in one bite, so I'll just eat this bite and then throw the second bite in. But if I'm eating chips, like, one bite at a time, and it takes me, like, two or three bites to finish a chip, that pisses me off when I see people do that. I don't know why. (laughs) 99.9% of the time, it's all going in my mouth at once, if I have a single Dorito in my hand. But you know how they're, like, folded weird sometimes, so, like, if I see that, I'm like, that's gonna rip a hole in the roof of my mouth, I'll do, like, one bite. (laughs) They are good, but sometimes they fuck your mouth up. (laughs) You got one of those, uh, your tongues. Um, so... The thing that I had in our random shit segment, did you see it? Yeah. Have you read that? Have you read that book? All right. So I woke up from a crazy dream the other night, and it was I was in Myrtle Beach, and I had my car. I was like on some Spider-Man shit, dude. I had my car on like a rope tied to like my door or something, and I was just holding on to that for dear life. And I had my back to like one of the hotels on the beach. And I, like, remember, like, looking around the corner towards the beach of the hotel and just seeing a massive, like, 45-foot fucking wave coming straight for the beach, like, tsunami shit. And I remember just, like, turning my back around and just, like, bracing myself so, like, the wave hit the hotel, like, thinking the hotel wouldn't just, like, crush on top of me. And I had my car on this, like, really strong rope in one hand so that I didn't lose my car. And I just remember the fucking wave crashing over top. And I'm just like, I woke up. It was one of those dreams where you wake up, like, sweating because you were, like, so nervous, like, in your dream. Because you're pretty much facing death. Like, it was one of those things where it's a feeling that you've never felt in real life. But in your dream, it feels so real. So you kind of experience, like, what it feels like to almost die. And so I was sitting there laying in bed the other night. And I was like, dude, the book The Giver is about this man that holds every emotion of the world like he feels everything so that people other people don't have to so like he has feelings of love and war and hate and like betrayal and all this stuff and he holds all these emotions so that people around him don't have to and they don't have to like I don't know I don't I don't really remember like the reason why he was like that but I remember there being a point where this kid in the book was like this dude's Padawan or like his little assistant or like protege And the first time he, like, touched him or whatever, he, like, felt emotion. Like, so, like, this one day he went over to old dude's house, and dude was really sad. And he was like, why are you so sad today, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, just let me show you. So he, like, touched him or whatever. And immediately this kid had, like, memories of, like, war and pain and, like, just really bad, like, feelings and stuff like that. So it was, like, the first time he had felt something that he had never felt before. And I was like, dude, that's literally what dreaming is. Like, you have these crazy dreams where you have, like, these feelings or you experience these things that you might have never experienced before. Like, mine with the tsunami, I was, like, close to death. And I woke up and I was, like, clearly, like, my body was reacting to it because I was, like, sweating and, like, shaking and just, like, you know, so, like, what the fuck? Because it felt so real. So, I was, like, dude, the, the book The Giver is literally just what people experience in dreams. Like, you could be a person that never experiences, like, the loss of a family member, and then you could have a dream of, like, your mom getting shot, and, like, you feel that, like, in your dream, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, shit, it was just a dream, I'm good. I, and That's, like, a good connection, right? Like, I was, like, I thought that, and I was like, damn, like, that's kind of spot on. And there's so much that people don't know about dreaming or dreams where it's like, like, dude, And then I was talking to Maggie about this last night. I was like, imagine if you could like, before you go to bed, you just put like this little synopsis thing on like the corner of your head where like your body is asleep, but your mind still goes, your mind is still active, but you're in like a virtual reality world where you can like, all right, we're going to go to sleep and then go out to the bar when we're asleep. Like, could you imagine that, dude? Like you're resting your body, but like you're in like a dreamlike state or like a vr virtual like different type of reality like state where you're still like interacting with people or you know living but not really wouldn't it like every time like you would never have dude like people would be like so well rested first of all well you can choose you can choose whatever you want to do Like, imagine you just put this thing on and you're like, all right, now I'm going to go to Disney World. Like, I want to go experience Disney World for eight hours. Yeah, catching up on TV. But, like, dude, if you're doing that, you can do literally anything with no consequence. And you're going to go watch TV shows? Bro, I'm going to go to, like, the Champions League final or something. You just create one, bro. It doesn't have to be real life. Dude, you can literally do anything. It's a dream. You Have you ever had a dream where you're flying? <laughs> what is that? There's not a star in heaven that we can't see. If I'm trying. That's the song, Breaking Free. By somebody, Hannah Montana or something. Yeah, we're breaking free, soaring, flying. Well, that's the song. I don't know (laughs) who. I feel like that was like an old school Disney Disney Channel song or something. Jonas Brothers. What a way to end the... Oh, I was gonna say, just a fucking... Fart burp to end the segment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm either having crazy, like, deja vu, or we've had this conversation before. Classified brewing. And we'll have, like, dude, we'll have, like, we'll all perfect, like, a beer from, like, our, like, area in the country, and then bring it together as, like, one bundle. Like, this is the... Yeah, no, we will, but we'll be like, this is, like, our main Myrtle Beach beer. This is our main Kentucky beer. Main... Yeah. Yeah. That would be Flames. We should fucking do it. We can make a random roommate's beer. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put out a poll and vote on, like, which type of beer. You want it to be, like, a Belgian? You want it to be, like, an IPA? You want it to be, like, a half a Hefeweizen? I feel like that would get voted most just because it's the coolest name double IPA 9% <laughs> Yeah, no stouts. Nah, no, I'm good on stouts. Especially coffee flavored ones. I could do a shandy. I feel like Myrtle would be a good 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 area for shandies.
1: Vibes are immaculate.
0: Yeah. And they have a little, like, zip to them, like a like carbonation zip. Yeah. Dude, they're literally like seltzer beers. Like, that's a perfect way to put it. The... You're killing me, Smalls? Yeah, those were good. Right. That one you brought down went hard. Yeah, lemon blueberry sounds like something I would like. All right, random roommates, you heard it here first. We'll start a GoFundMe so you guys can give to our uh, brewery aspirations. (laughs) Venmo Venmo me 20 bucks if you want us to start a brewery. Try to eat some Taco Bell tonight.
2: Start spreading
0: the news, I'm leaving today. The New York Yankees have taken 25 years off my life in the span of like eight months. Um, Half a game back from the wild card, so we're still not out of it. But right now, dude, the state of the Yankees, this is like a state of the address or state of the union I'm about to make on Yankees fans behalf. We're, we're fucked either way, dude, because there's one thing that could happen. And there's another thing that could happen. And there's no in between. And those two things are one, we don't make the playoffs, which in itself is trash because this is our window. We have a great team. Like we should be winning. We're world series favorites. Like for the past two or three years, not favorites, but like top three, And uh, we've just, like, underperformed each year. We've got killed by injuries each year. But there's – we don't make the playoffs. Brian Cashman doesn't do anything, like, moves-wise. Aaron Boone comes back as manager, and we're back to square one where we were – where we are now. We don't make the playoffs. The best-case scenario is Aaron Boone gets fired – there's an overhaul on our team. You know, there's, like, certain names, obviously, Judge, Stanton, Garrett Cole. Like, we're not going to trade away any of, like, our main core. But there's a few movable pieces. Uh, Gary Sanchez right now is probably on his way out the door after this year, which, like, I it was so hard with him, dude, because I was rooting for him so hard, and I just wanted him to be great. But, like, at this point, not a great defensive catcher, and his hitting – has been good this year, but doesn't really make up for, like, the mistakes that he's made behind the plate. Um, plus, we have, like, some crazy Austin Wells catcher prospect on his way up in the next two or three years. So, I think Gary's on his way out. Luke Voigt is just being so disrespected. Man, led the league in home runs last year, and he's just been a bench piece for us all year, dude, since we signed Rizzo. Which, like, don't get me wrong, I love Anthony Rizzo. He's just, He's probably the best defensive first baseman in all of Major League Baseball. But Luke Voigt is on our bench, dude, and the man is a stud. Like he hits like crazy. Um, he what hasn't stayed healthy all year, but like his value right now is high. So like I see them trading him. Um, Glaber Torres has just sizzled out to be nothing, dude. He's not a shortstop. He's not a major league shortstop. He's not even considered a shortstop. Like there's MLB broadcasters who I think it was the Mets the other day. Um, we're talking about like, um. Like best shortstops in the American League or best shortstops in the league, and one of them said, you know, Carlos Correa, uh, Tatis, you know those guys. But one of the guys brought up Glaber Torres, and he was like, "Well, what about Glaber?" And the dude was like, straight up, like Glaber's not even a shortstop. Like I don't even consider him a shortstop. So that's where he's at. Um. So if that happens, dude, like. I mean, I'll I'll eventually get over the Yanks not being in the playoffs, and I'll be happy that some change is made. But if that doesn't happen, we're gonna sneak into the playoffs, and we're not gonna we're not gonna win a series in the playoffs with the team we have constructed with the way that we're playing right now. So we could make the playoffs and then lose in the ALDS, and then. Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone are going to be like, oh, well, we got to the playoffs. Like, that that was our goal. Just Things just didn't go our way, blah, blah, blah. And then, once again, we're back to square one. So, like, barring some miracle run, the Yankees are not going to win anything this year. They're going to make the playoffs. And the GM and the manager are going to have their jobs safe. And no changes are going to be made. Like, yeah, maybe we trade a few guys or acquire some new new, new arms or something like that. But it's just we've been doing it for four years, dude. We paid $350 million for Garrett Cole, who's been probably Cy Young runner-up of the year for the American League. And we're just back to square one. And it's just going to be a vicious cycle of this. And we're not going to win anything until serious changes are made. It's our analytics department runs too much of our, our baseball team in a game that can't be calculated 100% by numbers. Like, you just can't with baseball. You can't you can't predict everything that happens in baseball, dude, because it's just a game of fucking randomness too often. And it's knowing when players are hot and knowing when in situations when a pitcher needs to stay in longer or be taken out. It's knowing which players to play at the right times. And you can't measure most of that. But the Yankees are just so stubborn with oh we're gonna run the best numbers for each scenario and this is what uh long term success looks like, blah blah blah. But we've seen no success in since twenty seventeen was Girardi's last year. It's been four years, dude, and we've seen no success. So not too happy with the uh I'm I'm definitely more of like a an optimist when it comes to Yankees baseball just because Like, why would I, I I know that once baseball is over and we go through that like five or six month long stretch of not having baseball, I'm going to be severely depressed, missing baseball. And I'm not going to be like, I'm just, I want to be grateful for that. We have baseball to watch now. So I'm like still, you know, I'm still watching every game. I'm not like, I'm trying to keep my hopes down because I know that we're going to be disappointed regardless Like, yeah, okay, we make the wild card game. Garrett Cole shoves for one game and we win the wild card. And then we play the fucking Astros or the Rays in the ALDS. Like, we're not going to beat either of those teams. So, at this point, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not going to say that I'd be happy the Yankees to not make the playoffs. I will be upset if they don't because they should. But, on the other hand, if they don't make the playoffs, I think, Changes are finally fucking made, and we're in a better position for 2022, so. Uh, That's all I can do is hope, dude, because they've been such a stubborn fucking organization about this type of shit, and it's crazy. When we went on that 13-game win streak, dude, all of our, uh, like, all of our, uh, like, not main guys were playing. We had Ruben Odor, Velasquez, Geo was out, so we had... Uh, Tyler Wade playing. We had, like, all these, like, lower minor league guys, and we're just going off, dude. And then as soon as everybody got healthier, came back, we just went back to our old ways of being shit and not stealing bases and not knowing situational hitting. And Aaron Boone doesn't know how to manage a bullpen and just shit like that that is not a recipe for successful baseball. And... I've have not once called for Aaron Boone's job. Like I I think he's a great guy. I think his vibes are good. The way he handles like the media and um like just like shit like that. He just seems like a puppet for the uppers at the at the Yankees organization. Like I feel like he doesn't make any he doesn't really make any of the lineups, dude. It's all at the analytics department making the lineups. And he's it's just not you need to know how to manage your ball players dude like we'll have a three-run game we'll be down like 3-1 or 3 nothing in like the sixth inning and the dude is punting the game and it's like bro this is a three-run game like our offense hasn't been great all year but you got to get to a point where like we need to win games we can't be looking like oh uh we may not win this game but we're saving bullpen for the next game to have a better chance to win tomorrow it's like no dude we need to win now like We're at the stretch of the last, like, there's 11 regular season games left. If we make the playoffs, like, there's 30 games left or whatever. That math is definitely wrong, but it's around the ballpark. But, like, dude, this is the final stretch. Like, there's no, like, saving for shit. Like, just win the game. Worry about day-to-day shit. Win the game and just you'll be where you want to be. And I feel like that's the mindset of so many of our players, but that can only go so far when you have a manager who doesn't know how to manage a bullpen. That's all I got to say on the Yanks for this week.
1: We're talking about the fightings here. The
2: fightings!
1: Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, yeah, he's a handsome fellow.
0: Really? oh wow. Like, are you are we talking are we talking like athlete wise or of all time?
1: Yeah. Does his own thing.
0: Yeah. That's that is the definition of one man can't win games. Yeah, he's probably got a smoking hot wife or girlfriend. That's what being the best catcher in baseball will do for you. Wow, that's a bold statement, because I think JT's probably top 10 most handsome MLB players. Don't Pete. Handsome handsome fella. He looks good in Philly's gear. Yeah, (laughs) that's a man that hits some fucking dingers, dude. Lex. Does she think. (laughs) I said, I'm flapping? (laughs) Oh, I thought you said, I'm flapping. (laughs) Baby, I'm out here flapping. Trying to air out my pits. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I had something to say, but I forgot what I was gonna say. That's a bummer. Oh, does she does she think Pete Alonso is attractive? Okay, I was gonna say if she thinks Pete Alonso is attractive and JT's not, right? But physically attractive. <laughs> I saw this uh I saw this tweet the other day and it was like this girl and she's like one time I asked my ex-boy- my ex-boyfriend what his uh celebrity hall passes were or he asked me that question and I said I don't know like Ashton Kutcher is pretty attractive or Pete Davidson maybe she's like oh, what about you and he straight up goes Man, this girl I work with is pretty hot <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, who are you working with? Like, Summer Rae or whatever? <laughs> like, these crazy, like, just like a waitress on the side. <laughs> hey man, if you only get one, if you only get one time picking a porn star is probably a great idea. <laughs> e- efficiency, dude. Yeah, efficiency, and then nothing's gonna come out at the end because <laughs> you jerked off five times. <laughs> Just that's the noise your dick is gonna make. <laughs> yeah, your dick just gets like the Xbox Red Rings of Death. <laughs> it's like the noise that it makes when you turn your Xbox off. <laughs> Did you, oh wow did you see Ronaldo's uh bicycle kick clearance the other day came over the top of the 18 it was just like a, it wasn't like a crazy ball in, but it was just like a little floater, and he was just like, I like, alright dude, that was like so extra, but, it's like when we're playing pro clubs and our center back just throws up a crazy bicycle kick killer, and so are like, damn dude, fucking ninja out here. Damn, bro. Damn, that's tough, dude. Wow. Who's top three? Wow, Wig is balling on us. Listen, Wig, you need to fucking relax, right? All right. Carabao! Dude, this was such a winnable game. This was such... Yup. Like, 9 out of 10 times. Called
1: back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, dude.
0: That can't happen. That can't happen. It it's still only a four point cap. Four
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: right dude i just remember sitting there watching it yeah i mean that's the thing like it's better to have a game like that now where you know you're gonna have a lot of time left in the season you can like fix shit like that but like it was so frustrating sitting there watching that game and being like dude we should be winning this game like The 49ers are not doing anything special. Like, they put up 17 against us. It was, what was the final score? Like, 17 to 11 or something like that? And I was like, dude, there were so many opportunities, so many big plays we could have had where it was either just, like, some stupid bullshit, like the fucking turnovers or Jalen Hurts just, Jalen Hurts just had, like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Gets called back. Yep, it was just frustrating, and it's, like, I get, like, I'd rather have it happen now, earlier in the season, than later on in the season, when, like, wins mean a little bit more, but, like, that's a game you gotta win, dude, and it's way better if we're looking starting the season off 2-0 and over, with a win over the Niners, like, week two, than one and one, where are just like, ah, kind of feel like we're back to square one, um, we got the Cowboys next week, so, like, oh, yeah, that hurts a lot, dude. Yeah. yeah I mean he's a he's he he's a solid football player regardless so I feel like it shouldn't be like anything too coming over the top or yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same, dude, yeah, I was gonna say, it's like playing center without snapping the ball. With a little bit more of an angle. Yeah, um... Yeah. We're uh we're away at Dallas next week, right? All right. I think that's going to be a solid test. Dude, I feel like I'm at a point with them that I get every year where I'm like, maybe not last year, but like I'm like, all right, they look good, like maybe a little bit better than I anticipated. But like I feel like they do this every year where it's like, ooh, the Cowboys are this is their year, like they're looking good, blah blah blah, and then they Um, yeah, but they still, yeah, they barely scored, but, like, the Chargers are a good team regardless. Um, I guess it's still too early to say, even say if, like, other than a team like the Chiefs or, you know, the fucking Buccaneers, like, it's still too early to say, like, those types of teams, like, the Cowboys, even, like, the 49ers and the Chargers, like, who's really good, because it's only been two weeks, like... The Steelers just lost to the Raiders. Are the Raiders legit? Like who knows? It's only two weeks. Yeah, that's true, but weren't the weren't the Steelers a favorite though? Yeah, he does. He's looked like Dookie for a while. Yep. He just got hurt too, I think. Yeah. They're kind of in the same boat as me as like the Redskins, dude. Like their team is structured a little different. Oh yeah. Oh god, dude, I'm getting canceled th- th- 14 episodes in. <laughs> Kyla, it's your time to shine. She's having she's having none of it. She's like, "I'm sleep." Um, okay, but yeah, Washington and Dallas are kind of in the same Like, when I think of, like, a skilled team, like, they're kind of, like, I think of them as, like, the same. Like, their quarterback situation is way different, but... Amari and CD, yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with that. He, dude, Tony Pollard had a week last week too. Yeah, I think we do. I, dude, I'm taking an Eagles win. Right, I'm. development wise yeah
1: yeah
0: right second game yeah,
1: right. Yeah.
0: Dude, it's, we're, the Eagles are in, like, a weird spot where it's, like, we were in, like, a prime. Right. We were in a prime with with Carson Wentz, and then that whole thing kind of fell apart. So, we're, like, kind of trying to, like, we're not rebuilding, but we're, like, trying to scrap everything together to get us back to where we were when we won the Super Bowl. Because pre-Nick Foles, when Carson Wentz was having his MVP year, dude, the birds looked unstoppable. Like, their defense was good. Carson was doing his thing. And we're, I was just, like, bro, like, this could be, like, a low-key Eagles dynasty team. And then everything just fell apart with injuries, and I was yeah, I was gonna say that too. I miss Malcolm. Yeah, that was sad seeing him play in Denver. Yeah. But I feel like the Bird's defense has always been... Yeah, that was a big thing with him. He was a huge leader. Um, I feel like with the Bird's defense, though, dude, it's never, like, the core problem of our team. Like, I'm always reliant on the Eagles' defense. Like, no matter who's hurt, who's, like... We just have always had, like, a solid defense where... It's... yeah. We'll be all right, I think. Right. Um, I'm gonna say thirty three thirty birds. right this will be an interesting this will be interesting to see how it plays out and talk about it on next week's episode
1: okay yeah like our record yeah
0: yeah We should do – I was, I was going to say we should do – so we had our predictions at the beginning of the season, right? And then we should do week-by-week week predictions so like we're able to see how the team is meshing and coming together and then make a prediction before next week's game and then see how those records are different.
1: Yeah. Okay, that –
0: Uh, I'm ready for some fantasy talk. Well, depending on... Yeah, I'll have a segment where I'm. Yeah, dude, went Off.
1: That a girl wow
0: good little diversity in records here yeah, dude. Um, I think our Damian Harris trade was pretty solid. Did we announce? Did we do that after last week's episode?
1: Yeah, he's got a milli.
0: I think Damian Harris outscored Jacoby Myers. I can check on that. Jacoby Myers had 7.8 points last week, and Damian Harris had 13. Yeah, because they're all, like, Mac Jones isn't the air it out, make crazy play, or make crazy throws. He's going to check down. He's going to go for the first down. Like, he's playing, he plays smart football. He doesn't really, Brian Fitzpatrick it. Um, Let's see. Damian Harris had a bulk load, dude. He had 16 carries, so I'll take that. Yeah, man. Forty bomb, forty one bomb. Six for six on receptions, too. Like, that's solid wide receiving numbers, let alone fucking running back. Yeah. Yeah, that man went off, dude. Cooper Cup had a day? Yeah, how you looking in orchids? Oh, yeah, that's tough.
1: Yeah, everybody would have beat me, dude. Derrick Henry. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, dude, that's a... Derrick Henry put up 47 fucking points. That's wild, dude. 35 carries. Um, I had a historically bad week in Orchids. I put up 69 points in a matchup against Jake. Um, other than Pat Mahomes, who had 25 points, my highest scorer was James Robinson with a fucking fat 9.4. Um... Dude, this was the worst week of fantasy football in Orchids that I've had, I think, ever. Like, I'm sitting there, we're watching 1 o'clock games, and I'm just like, damn, nobody's doing shit for me, dude. I'm definitely nervous. I'm definitely nervous. especially Definitely nervous. I uh, I was telling Carl today, I was like, dude, I'm going to see how next week goes. Depending on how that goes, like, I might need to start wheeling and dealing for some trades to save my season. Because I'm not... Yep, um, no, dude. Devin Singletary though on my bench. I just traded for him. Had a nice day. Uh, Darnell Mooney had an all right day. Put up twelve. Didn't Deontay Johnson just get hurt? Well, here's my thing, dude. If I still had Gronk. I might do that. I don't have a tight I don't have a tight end outside Kittle now because I was just like It's George Kittle, he's gonna start every week regardless. I did see that. I actually did watch that. <laughs> uh, I'll have to think about. I to. I'm gonna do my trade research after this week. So, if I shit the bed next week and I lose and my team doesn't do shit, I'm definitely gonna be wheeling and dealing. So I will keep that in mind. Because my my running back situation is trash outside of Tyreek my wide receiver is trash. George Kittle's not George Kittle this week or this year. I don't really have much on my bench other than Singletary which I'm probably going to start next week. Huh? Yeah, I'm sitting in 6, dude, but like I feel like none of my players other than Mahomes and Tyreek have done anything for me. I mean, I put up big numbers last week. I did. That was the only league I won in this year or this week. Um, Coastal Coastal Chicks. I lost to Emory, one hundred nine to one hundred fifty-four. Um, not gonna Not gonna win most games if I put up one hundred nine points. But I'm zero two in that league. Shout out AJ. Here's the fantasy dub. Yeah. It's the way you're drafting,
1: it gets bad after.
0: That wouldn't be bad. He's, he's a solid piece. Um, I feel like, Jake and I were talking about this yesterday, I feel like a lot of big big guys, big names in the NFL haven't really popped off yet. Like, a lot... Yeah. Like, I mean, Kamara had 18 points last week, but he had only... Yeah. He's the number 20 running back. Um, yeah, dude. Even, like, Robbie Anderson, like, he's supposed to be... Uh, number one wide receiver on the Panthers. He's not getting any targets. This is a scary thing about him, dude. Like I drafted him pretty high because I was like, dude, Sam Darnold and him played in New York. Like he's gonna be their number one guy. He's fast. He's like gives me Deshaun Jackson vibes. Yeah. A lot of people are super low on Clyde right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh
0: yeah. You got Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, and Clyde. I was going to say that sounds fucking awesome. Like is that a 12 team league? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Come at Yeah, tight ends tight ends can tight ends can fuck around and be uh deciders, dude. They could win you a game. But like Yeah, we wanna get into this draft. Oh we do? beautiful let's fucking get it saw that okay so a little that's a little upset I've got an idea. It's definitely on the planet somewhere. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, dude, fucking, our new boy, Kamavinia, or Kam, I don't know how to say his name, Kamavinia. Dude, he looks good, bro. He looks, like, really good. I was very, like, I knew who he was before we signed him, but I wasn't, like, familiar. Like, I never watched him other than, like, Champions League, but he looks good, dude. Porto's tough. Atletico Madrid is, they feast on draws, bro. Get a fat draw. Mm bah Wow. That is a fun game. I wish I kinda watched that. Yeah. Wow. Dude, maybe they're on one... I was gonna say, maybe they're on one of those little, like, runs where they just have, like, this master class trio of young stars. Who? Who? Paulinho! Shane Paulinho! Wow, dude. He said, I'm gonna record this podcast and then go score a goal in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah... <laughs> now nah, they're with, uh, enter and two scrub teams, I think. Yeah, maybe. Love it. What, next week, I think, is the next matchup? I'm pretty sure it is, because they're on international... Or, no, it might be a little bit longer than that, because I'm pretty sure international break is right either now or just ended. Yeah. I know it might be, like, the first half of it, because I know they do, like, one or two weeks, and then stop, and then go back... Especially for World Cup qualifiers, yeah.
1: Alright.
2: The random roommate draft. That's our drop.
0: <laughs> never. It never will. That's our drop. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to let me go first? Okay. All right, well, I'm going, like, this is clear as day i'm going with nike number one um i think dude when somebody sees a nike swoosh like everybody knows what that is they know like what brand it is like it's just so iconic and it's so clean like i thought before before mlb started this year like all the jerseys didn't have like the nike swoosh because they all have i guess nike has like a contract with mlb where they make all the jerseys now so like the yankees pinstripes like in yankees world are considered sacred like there's not you're not supposed to put anything on it other than like the logo and your number and then like obviously like the patch that they do for the year um so like when they released the the nike swoosh jerseys over the pinstripes everybody was like yo this is whack blah 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 and i was like ah it kind of looks pretty clean dude like nike's just like the fucking goat of sports like equipment and brand it's so iconic Yeah, and it's so, it's so simple, dude. It's just literally a nice little swoosh, and it's just, like, gets the point across, and everybody knows what it is, and that's it. People can see.
1: Hawaii.
0: Oh, that's fresh, dude. Big ass hands. Yeah. I've never seen that before, but that's awesome. Ah, you son of a bitch. You sniped me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Everybody, yeah, dude. I mean, the Jordan logo is, like you said, up there with Nike so iconic dude i was just going to do four each all right um all right so this one uh, i have two in mind of like the same category but i know that when i pick one i'm not going to want to take the next one with my next pick um i think i'm going to go with rawlings that's, like, the epitome. When I see Rawlings, dude, like, my mind instantly go- takes me back to, like, Little League or, like, high school baseball and, like, yeah, especially with the red patch, dude. Like, yeah, when you, yeah, with the black stitching over top of it, dude. When you see that on a glove, like, you know it's, like, a legit piece of leather. Like, it's just always has, like, they just have a feeling to them where, like, I would go to Dick's and, like, try on all the new Rawlings gloves, dude, and it would be just awesome. Like, just feeling it nice and constructed. Especially because I'm, I'm baseball biased, but it's just clean. Um, hmm. For my next pick... I mean, there's one obvious one, but I don't want to be... I don't, I don't want to just take that just to take it. Um... All right, I'm gonna go Under Armour logo. Yeah, I think that's like a lesser tier Nike, but like I remember back in the back in the day, um, like seventh eighth grade or even up up to like through high school sports, like when you had the Under Armour on, dude, and it was like that real tight, like just like under like shirt where you could put under everything. And it had, like, the, some of them had, like, the little half collar and then the Under Armour logo right here. Like, that was some of the most fun times, like, wearing that when, like, on, like, a cold, crisp fall soccer day, like, in getting ready for your game. Like, there's nothing better, dude. Right. Really? Oh, well, oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before. Yeah, that is cool. Oh, that's a good pick, dude. That is a great pick. Yeah. I mean, dude, he has the most iconic baseball swing. Yeah, he has the most iconic baseball swing of all time. And the fact that he turned it into a logo is just awesome. Look at I look at the MLB one. That's dope, the MLB logo, but it's Ken Griffey Jr. with the backwards hat. That's cool. Uh, This is tough, because there's so many that I kind of want to go with. Don't want to go with a player. I don't have any players, right? Um, all right, fuck it. I'm going LeBron James logo, the King crown. Yeah. Yeah, the crown is cold, dude. When you see those on like a pair of socks or like a pair of like his shoes. Yeah, dude.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, what's his logo like? Maybe I've seen it. Oh, I've never even seen that before. That's kind of cool. Oh that's cool. Oh, I've seen that on like cleats. Like he had it on his cleats. Yeah. Oh dude, that is that is like some Gucci like yeah, that's cool. Oh, Tigers is classic. Yeah. What is that mug? Look at that mug.
1: (laughs) Oh, with the leaf? Yeah.
0: Is that LaMelo Ball or Carmelo? Oh, that's cool. Um, I don't know if this one would have counted because it's not like—I mean, I guess it's like sports logo. But I was going to say ESPN. Like that's pretty iconic. Yeah, that one's pretty iconic. Um, there was one other one. Oh, the Steph Curry logo. Yes. Yeah, KD's is nice. We're just KD. Yeah. Um, and also, I I don't know if this would have counted, but, like, it's, like, a a sports accessory, I guess you would say, but the Beats logo? That one's fire. Yeah, that one's fire. A graphic? Alright, yeah, I can do it at work tomorrow. E. Podcast, podcast.
1: We're on TikTok. Let's fucking go, baby.